the mysterious mist enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters. You're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. All right, how's it going, y'all? This is Scott McKay. And this is Emily McKay. And here we are after a full year on episode number 47 of X and Y on the Fly. What do you think? It's been a long time, but I guess children will do that to you. Which basically um, (laughs) caused us to come up with the idea for this particular episode, which is how children, how being pregnant and having babies and having young children and even having adolescents. How they affect your love life. And your relationship long term. That's right. I mean, everything you have to think about. This is going to be a pretty good episode. Oh, yeah. (laughs) How come you and I, of all people, didn't even think about this yet? Probably because we've been busy making babies and raising them. Yeah, you know, um, we're pretty proficient at making babies. Oh, yeah. Between you and me, we got four. Yeah, between you and me, we've got four. Two girls, two boys. Oh, yeah. You know, we put out a survey recently asking you all what we should do as a particularly interesting program coming up. And you all overwhelmingly chose that we should talk about how to be a great couple. Right. I think that's important because a lot of people, you know, they get married and then all of a sudden their single friends don't want to hang out with them anymore and they're faced with this incredibly formidable task of coming up with new friends, coming up with a whole new social circle. And if children come along, that brings up a whole new set of issues and Uh, problems and and rewards. Well, you know, in all fairness, you've come up with a great solution for that. I mean, we can give guys and ladies some content right here. Oh, yes. How to make your love life, your relationship wonderful. Despite the fact you have children and you have all this activity and things that you have to get done. Well, I'm talking about your meetup group. Oh, yeah. You start up a whole meetup group about mommies who have kids who are too young to go to school. A lot of them are stay-at-home moms. And you get together and have this great time with all these little children. And we end up having all these cool new couples to hang out with as a direct result. Oh, that's a wonderful way to bring in new friends. Like you said... When you get married, you lose your single friends, and that's just natural for most people in this world. I don't think it has to be that way, but I think it's more difficult to retain those single friends because you have less in common with them. Well, yeah, well, they're out going to the single bars or going places and going on dates, which, you know, as a couple, you don't do anymore because you already found your loved one. Right, but I mean, you know, as far as guys are concerned, we tend to hang out with other guys who are um, into the same things we're into doing, you know, be it playing golf or whatever, and... We tend to lose touch with guys who are into doing the single things. Right. I don't know if it's even because of pressure from a spouse or what have you. I think it's just because it's a natural succession. Yeah, I would imagine so. And then that brings us to the next point. I've heard a lot of the moms especially in my group, mentioned that as soon as they had children, they lost their friends as well who didn't have children. Yeah, especially thinking about people who are couples who would desperately like to have children and can't. Right. There's a lot of resentment there towards people who can just sort of pop out babies. Especially without trying. Especially without trying. So, I mean, (laughs) you know, a lot of those social dynamics have to be taken into consideration when talking about building a social circle after you've become a couple with someone else. And then having a social circle after you've had kids. Right, exactly. Well, you know, with that out of the way, let's talk about some of the ways that challenges tend to present themselves First of all, once you become pregnant with your significant other and you're expecting a child together, it's a lot of stress, isn't it, Emily? Well, it's exciting at first, and then you deal with being sick and being tired and dealing with hormones. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, guys, you <laughs> gotta you said cut that pretty fast. <laughs> well, guys, you gotta cut your babe some slack here because the hormones really are going to affect her personality, perhaps significantly. And you just have to say to yourself, look, it's temporary. This too shall pass. Um, you weren't a particularly horrible virago to deal with. You were still very sweet and cute. Right. Which is one of the reasons I married you, because you're about the most emotionally stable woman I've ever met. You're living proof that women don't have to be all over the highway emotionally and be total drama queens. Which, guys, listen up. You can find a woman who's not exactly like a total drama queen. I mean, you never even suffer from PMS ever by your own omission. No, not really, no. Yeah, see, PMS isn't necessarily something that every woman has to suffer from. But yeah, when you get pregnant, as women, you know, obviously we guys are getting pregnant, we have a certain radar that goes up where we want to support you. We're mostly great guys. I mean, most expectant dads want to do everything they can to support the woman they're with, uh, but we just don't know how. <laughs> just just being there to handle, especially the first trimester is the most difficult, I would imagine. Yeah. It was for me, and I think for a lot of women, too, because you're dealing with emotional ups and downs. You become where you watch a commercial and you start to weep. Yeah, we're definitely going to need a lot of support for a number of reasons. First of all, we can't eat. We're tired. We're cranky. We have hormones going on. And really what we need from you men is to be hugged, held, loved, be reassured that we are doing all right. I think a lot of women, me, myself included, I'm not different from anybody else, mm -hmm. is that we tend to feel, especially if we're not able to do the things we used to do, that we're not contributing to the family like we used to. And we just need to be reassured that we're doing our part by raising a little one. Yeah, you know, guys, you have to cut the woman a little bit of slack if she's not really keeping up with the housework or putting a hot meal in front of you every day when you come home from work. Sometimes especially, it's just not going to happen. Especially if the food smells make her sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you had this deal with cilantro, didn't you? Oh, my goodness. There's so that many things. I, I couldn't even stand to be in the kitchen or to be anywhere where there's a smell of food. But you know what? On the other side of the coin, I really liked when you came up with cravings and forced me to run out in the middle of the night on missions. <laughs> it just yeah. made me feel like such a man. <laughs> Guys, don't fear that. That's really, really fun to have to like go out and find a double cheeseburger at like 2 a.m. Or discover that Krispy Kreme isn't open all hours of the night. Not around here it isn't. I don't know what's up with those guys. Thank God, because I don't really need any more donuts. I'm not really a donut <laughs> guy anymore. But I really wanted them that night. Man, you sure did. That was crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, having a woman who's pregnant, I mean, she's got your little baby inside of her. She's carrying your child. I think a lot of us as guys, if I can kind of go off the deep end here and make a pretty uh <laughs> off the cuff confession a lot of guys fear having their woman be pregnant someday because they've looked at all these other pregnant women with their big bellies and the stretch marks and everything and they fear that their woman is not going to be beautiful anymore and women that, fear that too oh yeah for sure you know a lot of women i'm thinking are listening to what i'm saying the very words i'm uttering and cringing well, thinking the of this. proof of it is look at the market out there there's tons of people selling you know, do not get stretch marks. Use this cream and you'll be fine. Well, great. And Selling I understand all that and I respect it. And that's a great idea. But I want to get to my point here. My point here is that when you're a man and a woman you love is carrying a child for you, she is the sexiest little creature on earth. You will do anything for her. Something just takes over inside your psyche. I don't know if it's evolutionary biology. I don't know what it is, but 
you're going to be glad about it because you're going to see that woman and she's going to become all the more beautiful to you. You're going to want to do anything you can for her as a provider and a protector. It's just going to be natural. It's going to be innate to you. And you're really going to enjoy this nine months along with her. Unless, you ready for this? What's that? You have to stop drinking in support of her. Because, you know, women shouldn't be drinking alcohol. They shouldn't be smoking hookahs, none of that stuff. So, guys, you know, if you have to give up the beer and have to give up drinking some excellent Kentucky bourbon every once in a while, you know, that's going to be a bummer. So I would recommend to all you women out there not to push that on your guys. Let them go have a beer. Let them go drink a little bit. Don't make them be in lockstep with you because you can't drink anymore or, God forbid, can't eat sushi anymore. Let your guy (laughs) go ahead and indulge what he can. You know, give him a break because he's feeling a little stressed, too, because you're pregnant. He wants to make sure he does everything he can to support you. Give him a break. Okay, we could do that sometimes. We can do that? Oh, yeah. A lot of women can't. A lot of women are like, look, if I can't have any white Zinfandel, you can't have a beer anymore either, Buster. Well, we can make a few days like that. But yeah, you're right. Just because you can't or we can't have certain privileges like sushi or alcohol doesn't mean that you can't. Maybe we can live vicariously through you. Privileges? My gosh. Having a good drink after a long day of work is a birthright for any (laughs) red-blooded man. Are you kidding me? No, you had mentioned about stretch marks and stuff like that. And as yep. women, we're afraid of that. Yeah. But girls, I want you to understand that what Scott had just said, how men like Scott saw me as beautiful being pregnant and all. Yes. This is not a rare quality. A Mm-mm, lot no. of men. I've heard so many men say this about their women when they were pregnant. And women were often surprised that their husbands and their boyfriends felt that way towards them. You know, just reassure your, your spouse or your girlfriend how beautiful she is how much you appreciate how she looks and the way she's carrying your child and reassure her that she's going to be beautiful to you no matter what. Somewhere there's a guy out there going, pregnant wife, pregnant girlfriend, great. Look, dude, for all the stories you've heard about some bonehead out there starting to bang a bunch of other women because he knows he's locked this woman down because she's carrying his kid, I'm going to go on record, okay? All right. You're a total idiot jerk. You're an IJ. If you're going around using that as an opportunistic excuse to go around and screw a bunch of other chicks because you've locked her down, you know, she's not going anywhere because she's going to be a mother of your baby. And it isn't because the guy thinks she's ugly. It's because he thinks he can get away with it. Different. Unfortunately, it works sometimes. Oh, of course. You're darn skippy. It works because the woman is locked down. All of a sudden, she's in, quote unquote, the family way. She's got a baby going on here. She doesn't want to leave. Who wants to be a single mother with a zero-year-old baby? Not many. Don't be a jerk, dudes. Look, if you married this woman and you knocked her up... Do the right thing. Don't man be one up. of these Yeah, man up. Don't be one of these MBA guys who's got nine different babies and nine different baby mamas. Own up. You're making babies. You be a father to that baby. You stick around. Because you know what? As soon as that baby pops out, Emily, he's gonna fall in love. That's true. Especially now listen, y'all thinking you want a little boy, as soon as that little girl pops out and she looks at you and goes, Dada, you know, with those <laughs> little eyes of hers as soon as she's born, she may not say it. That'd be pretty precocious. Oh, men just melt. Oh, my gosh. Both of my little girls just basically stole my heart on sight. And Sarah Bell? Yes. Little Sarah Victoria Annabelle McKay? All of five months of her? That little girl just owns me. Yes, she does. And I'll admit it. Look, I talk to men all the time about not giving away your power and this and that. Look, man, my little five-month-old little baby girl, she owns me. 
whenever I look at her and say hi there in the morning, she just looks at me like she loves me more than any human being has ever loved anybody ever. And she's only had five months of practice. And she does a good job of it. Oh, yeah. She'll she be loves really you good too. at 16. And she loves her <laughs> brothers. Man, her, her four-year-old brother is like her second favorite person behind me. Oh, yes. Or maybe you somewhere are. I'm in, somewhere I'm in there. Yeah. I mean, these little kids steal your heart, dude. Don't fear that. And mama, you know what? As much as I'm talking about having babies and having your man fall in love with this baby, let's throw something else on the table right now. Oh, that's true. If you're worried that he's going to leave or not fall in love with this child and things are going bad during your pregnancy, just wait till the baby's born and he sees that baby born. Oh boy, that's dangerous because that's not what I was going to say. What were you going to say? I was going to say, don't even think about having babies to improve your relationship. Oh no, definitely not. I'm talking about you're already pregnant and things are rough. Well, yeah, if you have a good relationship and it's just kind of stressed out because of the pregnancy and because this is a new situation you're not really in touch with, hey... Emily, you're right. This too will pass. Oh, yes. But you don't go having babies. You don't go getting yourself knocked up to try to improve a relationship that's non-existent or dysfunctional to begin with. If anything, if you want a man to run as fast as he can run, especially in a bad relationship, have a baby. <laughs> it's that true. Poor kid, man. I mean, you, you will end up having a child and within a year or two, things will dissolve because children will test the limits of a relationship. How so? Well, first of all, the intimacy is you know challenged. How do you say that? Well, you're up of all hours of the night. That's you have true. a baby crying. Yep. You know, you're both stressed out from a lack of sleep. Sleep deprived. Possibly lack of nourishment. Oh yeah, man, because you're focusing on keeping this little child healthy and happy. And you know, if she's sick or he's sick or, or colicky. Or colicky, man, it's just gonna be a real drain. Yes. So any energy for actually having intimacy? may not be there for a few months. Ironically enough, Emily and I have come to the distinct conclusion, and we have an inside joke about it now. <laughs> Kids are the best birth control. Oh, yes. You can ever have. <laughs> have a baby. Man, you never need the pill anymore. You're going to have the hardest time finding time to do the wild thing ever. I mean, you and I are what? the horniest little human beings running around this earth because we just, I mean, it's like kids have radar. Remember the old Bill Cosby gig? He yeah. knew this 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. 40 years ago. Whole, made a whole skit on it. Man, as soon as you're getting hot and horny for each other and you've got this little just, blessed amount of time either in the have evening. They this instinctive, they just smell hormones going on or something oh, going on. It's like they, <laughs> Mom and Dad are having pheromones. fun. It's time to wake up and oh, ruin the man, fun. crazy. It's horrible. Either at night when you just have this little blessed window of time where you can do the wild thing before you fall asleep dead tired once again, before the baby's going to wake up for another feeding. <laughs> or if you are in the middle in the of it, you're morning. like, hurry up before the baby wakes up. Oh my God, right <laughs> when you're about to get at it, right when the foreplay is just getting so hot. You know, it's just, or, or the little one, the, the toddler will right? knock on the door. We have to make sure to lock the, the door. In the morning, yeah, well, you have to lock the door. If you don't have a lock on your master bedroom, invest. <laughs> I'm not talking stocks. I'm not talking mutual funds. I'm talking a simple $6 lock from Lowe's on your bedroom door. This is going to be the best thing you've ever had. Oh, yeah. A quick five-minute installation, you're down, you're safe. Yeah, well, it makes, you know, doing the wild thing a little more sweet when we actually get the chance. Right. And, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, ultimately, life is a lot richer when you have the kids around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What about social time? Having time for yourself with and without the kids? Well, that's a challenge sometimes, too, because you had mentioned, you know, having time 
and then having the energy and having them both combined together, that's where the problem is. Sometimes you have the time, but you don't have the energy. Or you have the energy, but you don't have the time. And getting them both to line up, let's face it, sometimes you're just going to have to make the time. In other words, either get a babysitter or find a way to organize it to where the kids actually go down for make them go down for a sleep if you have to. You get to fill their bottle up with vodka. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm just saying. <laughs> if you have to, and, and I really hate doing this part, is you know, pinning it down on the calendar. Okay, and this day, at this hour, we're going to spend us time. Do we do that? Not really. On no, a rare occasion, we probably think, have. But I think you're talking at your butt right now. No, I'm not. We don't actually do that. We but should. I know couples who have. They have to. They live a different schedule. They That's the only way they can do it. Schedule in time to have time together. You find one of those drop-in daycare centers and pay them their five fifty an hour to watch your kid well, and go home. We've done that to go on dates before. Get some. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. We needed our dates. Absolutely. you got to have some dates. Well, I love our dates. Well, I know. You know, one of the things we've done is we've bought a camping trailer. Yes. Not everybody can do that, but you know, you got to get out of this bleeping house sometimes because it's just a stress zone of parenthood and having to pick up after toys and change diapers and do laundry and do dinner and make craft macaroni and cheese sometimes you just have to get out and go to the freaking wilderness and you know what the most amazing part about that is family time well yeah that's get away wonderful. from electronics get away from the tv you realize Introduce that, the kids to that something else outside these walls yeah i mean abraham lincoln and them back in the 1860s actually had it better in some ways than we have it now okay yeah and you know what the magic part is? These children actually go to sleep at a reasonable hour when we wear them out all day. They do. They, they actually... And there's no TV. And then it's us time. Yeah, then it's us time. You see, because we got one of those camping trailers that has a little door on the master bedroom part in the front. So, you know, it's kind of a good thing. Oh, yeah. Well, the one thing you and I do on a regular basis is when we finally get the kids down to sleep, we make that time our time. I don't care if it's 2 in the morning. We'll still spend some time together before you and I head to go to sleep. Now, let me give you all a disclaimer here. We are professional internet marketers. The clock really has no meaning. Hell, the calendar has no meaning to us. That's true. Saturdays is like, what day is this? You know, when the kids are asleep, when we can finally get our incredibly curious, impetuous, brilliantly intelligent four-year-old son to finally freaking go to sleep, because after all, he doesn't have to go to school yet like his older brother. Older brother's in bed by 10. I know. Like a charm. <laughs> I don't have to do anything. It's effortless. I know, man. He, he knows what he's got to do. Oh, yeah. He's lived through being groggy at school all day. The girls, right. you know, girls don't like that. Yeah, the four-year-old hasn't figured it out yet. Got to be bright and bushy-tailed. Takes after us. Yeah. Four-year-old, the little boy, junior. Mm, I don't think so. So um, you've got this situation where the little one wants to stay up all night. You've got to be kind Firm. of a hard-ass Make them go to sleep. Get them on a schedule. But, you know, when you're out in the wilderness and there's no TV, it's amazing how easy it is to get them on that schedule. Well, it's because the TV kind of messes up the sleep pattern. Yeah, I mean, I recommend camping. I mean, last year, what did we do? We bought one of those pop-ups, cranky pop-up trailers. And by (laughs) cranky, (laughs) I mean literally cranky. you got to crank up the thing and pull out the little tent parts on either side. We put about three grand into that thing. Right. At the end of the summer, having schlepped that thing all the all way to Yellowstone and back from Texas, we sold it for what we paid for it. Yeah. I mean, there's no excuses there. No, Go it do was this cheap. Thing. Yeah, the only absolutely. thing we had to pay for is gas and food. The credit card bill at the end was about the same as if we would have stayed home. 
So, um, you know, pretty good deal. We're doing that this year. Of course, we've stepped things up and we've gotten ourselves a real trailer. I don't know how this is going to work. All I know is it's a full-time job to drive that thing. That's all I know. It'll get easier. That's why I've got sunflower seeds. <laughs> I spit sunflower seeds while I'm driving. It helps me pass the time. It'll drive me nuts with those things. Yeah, she hates that cup full of spit sunflower seeds. Oh, yeah. The stresses of a couple. Could be worse. It's true. Could be red man chewing tobacco. Uh, I don't know how much worse that would be. Really? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yes. Okay, then I might just go buy a big old pouch of red <laughs> okay, man. Okay, you got your point. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm from Texas here. You know, if I can get away with it, I might try. Bad anyway, for my health. Back to children and lovemaking and everything else. Okay, so if someone has decided they're going to get pregnant, and nine months later they've got a kid, and they're finding out that they're not able to really do the nasty a whole lot anymore... What advice would you give them? Well, for guys and for women, because, I mean, we both have needs, mm-hmm. it's just to be patient. Wait it you out. You've got to be freaking kidding me. Nope. You just that old boy is going to be in the bathroom jacking off <laughs> with some conditioner or some Jergens. So be it, as long as it's not with somebody else. Really? Yeah. Is that how you feel about it? No, not really. Not really? I mean, it, that's better than being with another woman. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. That's true. So anyway, just be patient. This is temporary. The first six months is the hardest. It gets easier. About a year and a half into it, children get so much easier to take care of. We as women usually have more energy because infants require 24-7 nonstop care. Once they start walking and once they start talking, they demand more attention from you and it's harder to find time without them. Yeah, but once they go down to sleep, they have sleep patterns, the coliciness, especially if you have a colicky baby. True. By then, it's usually past. Well, all right. I will add to that. Guys, make sure you get along with your in-laws. And make sure you get along with your parents. Live nearby to at least one set of them. Because they will love your little grandkid if they love you. If you haven't caused some incredible father-son, in-law, son-in-law rift then they will take that kid gladly from you and you can go gallivant literally all over the world, okay? Now, take this and file this away because what I'm giving you is really, really good advice, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. From experience. Oh, yeah. How do you think we get all those pictures on Facebook? It's because of grandma and grandpa, I'm telling you. Oh, yeah. And the kids spend so much time with grandma and grandpa that they love to be with them. Now, you don't have to feel guilty about that. You need your time as mama and dad because if you don't have that time as a couple, you won't be building your own relationship and building that intimacy between you. I think a lot of couples really feel guilty about that. Well, too many couples neglect their relationship. Once the children come, for some reason, the Mm. children come first. And actually, for that matter, the children become the only focus, period. The relationship comes to an end. Even through school. Yes. Even to the point where dad gets upset, you know, he doesn't feel like he's been a part of this whole process, especially if mom's nursing. I mean, it's not like he can feed the baby or anything. That's right. So he's tired. He has to go to work the next morning. Mm -hmm. The baby's crying, so he'll go off to another room, go sleep, do this a few times night after night. A month goes by, six months go by, a year goes by. I know couples who have this relationship, and Mm. all of a sudden, they're sleeping in two different rooms. They're now roommates. Wow. They're in the same house, but they become roommates raising children together. Yeah, you can't worship your kids, dude. Mom, you can't worship the children. You still got a husband-wife relationship to attend to. 
You can't take that for granted. I've seen couples divorce because of this. Yeah, but I mean, if you love each other, you're still going to want to cherish that time together. And by cherish, I don't mean something weenie-ish. I don't mean something where you're giving your power away. I mean, you really do value it. Like, you and I do value it. I mean, even if you're watching the baby or we're cooking dinner together or whatever, we are kind of looking at each other out out of the corner of our eye. And we know that there's a little spark there. And we take that time together. We go on trips. We go on dates. We plan this time. And we don't feel guilty about not being with those kids at that particular moment. Because it's just like when you work really hard. You've got to take time away from work because it helps you recharge your batteries and become better at the job you do when you're on the job. No different when it comes to parenting. Now, here's something interesting. And I think a lot of people haven't realized it. Your children need a vacation from you as well. Wow, good point. Now, I've seen my son. Him and I, we adore each other. We're together all the time. True. (laughs) Don't get time off from him. I'm with him all the time. So sometimes I can tell he needs time off from me. And he really loves taking the day and going to Grandma's house and then coming back and seeing me the next day. Grandparents are mellow, too, man. They quiet his little tiny butt down. Oh, yes. They do They do great work. Yeah. He comes back and him and I are just rejoiced to see each other and all is great. And dads, you know, I want you to know that I'm not marginalizing you. Are you? No, dads are important. Man, and you're important because both little girls and little boys need a shining example of what a man really should look like. You know, you don't have to be Mr. Mom. You don't have to be a wizard when it comes to changing diapers or cleaning the kitchen or even cooking dinner. Although, I must say, I do cook fantastic dinner. Yes, you do. I'm very, very fortunate in that. I mean, I wrote the book on cooking for one's dates. You did. Um, But guys, you know, being a man who's a provider, being a protector to your family, helping them feel safe, being the one who provides that aura kind of like you sponsor that feeling of everyone realizing it's okay to be in this family. Everyone's going to live to see the next day. Everything's just taken care of. Man, that's just something that a dad provides to a family that's pervasive. It gives everybody just a better feeling. It provides a whole feeling of euphoria to that whole family that just cannot be given by the mama. Just like you can't give birth to children, like you can't bear a child through pregnancy. You're not the nurturer that a woman may be. You are a provider. You are a protector. You are the one who has a plan for that whole family. And everyone who loves you, everyone who depends on you, feels it. And you know what, guys? When you're doing this right, and it's firing on all 12 cylinders, as I like to say. Who needs a V8, right? You need a V12. Fire on all 12 of those cylinders. Everyone who loves you, Everyone who's under your charge, everyone who respects your courageous leadership will understand that you are dad and you are the one who has everybody's best interest at heart and you're the one who is the protector and provider of making everything spin in that family on its axis. And we love that about you men when you do that for us. What frees you up not to have to worry about this stuff? No, that way we can take care of the kids when they're sick and stay up to 2 or 3 in the morning, checking their temperature and giving them nice hot soup and their favorite food and all those good things. And Children forbid, love when we do that for them. God forbid we have a little fun and have a little happiness and a little joy and throw a few parties because the women are there to throw them and plan them. That's right. That's right. I love that about women. Now, for couples who work, where Mm. husband and the wife, they both go out of the house and they work full time, that's an added challenge. Oh, yeah. 
Because How would you now, address that? unlike a stay-at-home mom who takes care of the house, who takes care of the kids 24 hours, seven days a week, year-round, it's different when the mom has to leave the house and work. She's now sharing in providing for the household financially. She has extra work. So that's when the dad needs to pitch in and help out with some of the things that mom would normally do. There's no doubt about that. If you've got to provide part of the income and the woman's got to provide part of the income, then you're going to have to also compromise on getting things done around the house and take care of the duties. Right, sharing responsibilities together, sharing financial responsibilities and sharing the children and taking care of them as well. And children will still respect that. Oh, yes. You do what you have to do, and everybody appreciates that. And children can still tell the difference between mom and dad, and they need to. Now, that's an interesting point, because my mom and dad used to work. And I noticed that it wasn't until a few days ago, I was thinking back on the time when we were growing up, that, you know, dad was always there for us, and mm-hmm. so was mom. Mm-hmm. But really, mom did most of the work, you know, even though dad helped. He probably, Inside the house. He helped out by... Playing with us, keeping us occupied, but mom would either cook or clean dishes, things like that, when we were really tiny. But your dad had a pretty demanding career most of the time you were growing up. Well, yes, but mom worked out of the house, too. I mean, she worked outside of the house. And I noticed that when she had had her stroke and we went to go visit, that's when I Years finally understood. Yeah, I was already grown up. Yeah, okay. That's when I Clarify. realized how much work mom did over right. what dad did. Right. But I didn't really realize that because... Dad did participate, but in a whole different way. He was taking care of us, playing with us, throwing us up in the air, spinning us around, doing all the fun things, and being there as a father. Providing and protecting. Yes. And that includes being the physical representation of, hey, everything's okay, you can relax. Isn't that amazing? You know, you think of women being the ones who are the providers of fun and excitement and the giggly happy ones. I think Dad does that. Yeah, but men, what they do is they validate that. They make it okay. They serve notice to everyone in the family. It's okay to take mom's lead that it's happy and fun and silly around here. Mm -hmm. And they're the first ones to jump in and enjoy it because they're the leaders. It's kind of neat. And we love seeing our families happy together like that. That's just, we get a lot of joy in seeing that. Now... Y'all, as you're listening to this, I really understand that most of what Emily and I do is aimed squarely at those of you who have not found your significant other yet. Please don't be horrified by this podcast. Everything we're talking about is all in good time, and you will be ready for it, and you will find it incredibly fun when it comes to pass. I remember when my first little daughter, Danielle, was born way back in 99. It seems like a long time now. Yes, seems like a long time. She's 12 now. She's almost a teenager. I was horrified. I had no idea how I was going to be a good dad. But as soon as that little girl was born, I knew it was right. I knew I was ready. And I knew most of all that I was smitten with that little girl. She was born with her eyes open. And she was just like, where am I? And I was like, here I am. I'm your dad. And I caught her. Mm -hmm. And I held her. And we've loved each other ever since. Oh, yes. I can see that. Guys, this is nothing to fear. You'll be much happier for having listened to this podcast. And ladies, if you're thinking you'd like to have babies and find the right guy to have that baby with, you're absolutely right. You do need to find the right guy to have that baby with because it takes two to tango and it takes two to parent. And you don't want to be left all alone with the wrong guy not supporting you and your child. Or with the guy who is just making nothing but grief for you during the whole time your child's growing up. Nothing's worse than being stuck with a dad who just makes life miserable for you and the child. 
Right. That's going through the motions is actually a good thing compared to not being there at all. Something like that. Something like that. I mean, you could argue that if the guy actually isn't there, that might be better. In some cases. But in either case, the most important part is be sure you always pick out the right guy. Yep. And guys, pick out the right mom. Stop looking at just how nice her ass is and how much you want to bang her and start thinking about, is this woman capable of having the qualities needed to raise your children? What a great way to finish my sentence. Coming straight from a woman's mouth herself. That's going to be even more meaningful to these women listening. And if you find the man who can help support you and take care of you and help you raise children together successfully and who will adore them and be there for you through thick and thin, you got it made. And with that, I think we've covered this subject. Absolutely. Now, look, I'm tempted to apologize for not having done a freaking podcast with Emily here for over a year. But hey, you know what? We've been busy with babies and camping and world travel and everything else. But we're happy to talk to you again. And listen, we've got a lot going on that we need to tell you about since the last time we talked to you on this podcast. First of all, ladies, if you want to find the man of your dreams, Emily has got the perfect solution for you. She's even got transcripts now. Tell them about it. Oh, that's right. We finally got around to transcribing all of the audios that I have for my program. That's the Click With Him program. And that is how to find your man in 30 days or less. True. She found me in 23 days. That's pretty fast. It worked. But it's an actual method. It's a system that's designed to get through the whole dating process efficiently so that you can actually find the man of your life that fits what you're looking for. Now, what you want to do, ladies, is you want to go to www.clickwithhim.com, where Emily's got a special report for you on how to find a man very quickly. And take a look at her Click With Him program also, because I can tell you, as a man, she's got one heck of a system here. Look, I'm sitting here next to her, her soulmate. We've been married blissfully for almost six years now. I will admit to you, her system worked on me. Well, I set up the system before I even got online of how I was going to approach it, and it worked. There's no shame in the fact that it worked on me. I'm glad to have met you. I'm glad to have met you, too. Online or offline. I mean, a lot of people think of Click With Him as an online dating program. Ladies, look, whether you... It's far from that. It covers so much more than that. I don't know if it's far from an online dating program because you talk a lot about online dating, but even if women aren't interested in online dating at all, which I don't know why they wouldn't be, it's a bonanza... It's still going to help them because you're helping women become their most sexy, beautiful selves and their most attractive selves to the guys who are high-quality guys. Well, once you do find the right guy online, or for that matter, several guys online, what do you do next? And I cover all of that from how to talk to them online, how to talk to them on the phone, and how to actually go on that first date and what to talk about and how to carry yourself. Now, guys, I haven't forgotten about you, too. If you go to OnlineDatingDomination.com, I've got a free report for you on how to identify a high-quality woman online. And guess what? I've updated Online Dating Domination to a full-on version 2.0 containing brand new ways for you to get even better at online dating than you ever imagined. I've got a special report called 50 First Emails that will help you ace those all-important first emails to women. I've also got something that a lot of guys really can't wrap their head around until they finally see it in person after they purchase the program. And 
That is the fast track list. And what that does is it gives you over 130, I know that's a huge number, 130 ways you can literally do a 180 on mistakes you're making in online dating right now, stop them dead in their tracks and start doing the right thing instead. These are simple things that once you know, you're gonna slap yourself upside the head and go, man, I should have known this all along, but ultimately, once you get your hands on the fast track list, you don't have to worry about those things anymore. And here's the little secret, okay? Every other guy out there still has to worry about it. You see, guys aren't out there asking for help. You are the ones getting the secrets no other guy has. www.onlinedatingdomination for you guys and www.clickwithhim.com for the ladies. Absolutely. Find Emily on Twitter at Emily McKay and find me on Twitter at Scott McKay with one T. And I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Facebook before we left because we have really ramped up Facebook. If you go to our Facebook page, definitely like it along with the other 3,300 people who have liked it so far. www.facebook.com front slash Scott and Emily. And remember, Scott has one T, of course. And when you get there, I've got a special report that you'll find very easily on how to reconnect with old crushes on Facebook. I think every one of us has seen someone that we used to know on Facebook. And, you know, if we're single at the time, it might be tempting to reconnect with that person. What happened to them? Yeah. Where are they today? And are they single? And is If they're there in your town, would they like to have coffee? Yeah. Right. I can tell you step-by-step step how to do that. But you got to go to Facebook.com front slash Scott and Emily to find out. Let's not let so much grass grow underneath us before the next um, particular show here. Yeah, we'll have to do it more often. Yeah. We'll have to like chart it on the calendar. There's lots of things we need to do more often and chart on the calendar now that we have so many kids. Well, the kids are asleep. Ooh, we need to stop this podcast and get on with the business. <laughs> Real business in hand. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Until episode number 48. This is Emily McKay. This is Scott McKay. Until we talk again, be good. And have fun. You've been listening to the X and Y on the Fly Dating Podcast with Scott and Emily McKay. Copyright 2009 by the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be sure to listen to Scott and Emily's other podcasts, including The Chick Whisperer, Dating Cast, and Online Dating Profile Rating, all found on iTunes or at x-net-media.com. Also, check out Scott and Emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com. This is Ed Roy Odom speaking for the X and Y Communications Worldwide Media Casting Network. Be good and have fun.